Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, as Peter was rounding up his message, he said to the people there, he said, just watch out. Deliver yourself from the perversity of this generation. Every generation has its own perversity. But as far as David was concerned, he had this testimony. He served his generation according to the will of God. I want you to pray that God will grant you grace to serve your generation according to his will. You will deliver them from the perversity of their generation. You will not partake of any perversity or any perversion or any corruption in the name of Jesus. Just as David served his generation according to the will of God before he fell asleep, God will grant you and I grace to serve our generation. The generations were framed. The ages were framed by the word of God. Let your word frame our generation, God. Let your word frame our lives. Let your word remain a light unto our path, a lamp unto our feet, so that our generation can praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the people said, you may be seated. Good morning, God bless you. Amen. Amen. Say to your neighbor, peace to you. Peace to your house. And peace to all that you have. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'll welcome you to our second service. But also our inaugural Citadel service. Everything that would take place in the Citadel begins here now. We are not going to be strangers when we get there. Everything is going to be made to measure. We will fit in perfectly. None of us will be a misfit. In the mighty name of Jesus. You are not going to act like a stranger in Israel. And say, what is the meaning of all these things? You're going to understand the literature and the language of the now church. Amen. 
in Jesus' mighty name. For some time now, through the auspices of the merit team of the church and my own very little contribution uh, towards that, we have taken you through the culture, the infrastructure, and the leadership structure of the citadel. The now church. Yesterday ended last night. Everything that we did within Lateran Assembly, some of it will be discontinued hereafter. And then there will be a carryover of the wonderful things that God has done in us. And you are going to see in a moment that from God's perspective, the old, the new, and the now are in one straight line. To paint the picture of our trajectory from the old into the new and from new into now. Give me Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. We're all going to read together. Ready? Read. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers where? I think it was last Sunday I really harped on. You cannot pour a new wine into an old wine skin. And within the space of time, for as long as that service lasted, I also showed you that there is a now wine. It's not old, it's not new, it's now, and it's considered the good wine. That was what happened in Cana of Galilee, when without planting a vine tree, and waiting to harvest it and then take it through process so that they can extract wine out of the fruit of the vine without any of those things taking place. He turned water into wine. And the master of ceremony said, everyone that have been master of ceremony for a while, there have been startup comedians all of history, Every time we go to parties, they bring the good wine out first. When everyone has taken a lot and then you bring the inferior. But you have kept the good wine till now. In the text of scripture just read in Isaiah 43, the old, the new, 
And now, uh, in the two verses of scripture, can we look at them again? Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, help me. Ready? Read. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Stop there. I'll come back to this scripture. How many of you have heard all the people talk about the good old days? I can't hear you. Yes. Lift up your hand if you have heard anyone. Lift up your hand if you have used the same terminology. Do you know how the Bible considers you? Foolish. Because you get stuck into that, you never will move into the new. Talk less of the now. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, I will come to Isaiah in a moment. Ecclesiastes chapter number 7. All my old veterans always talking about good old days. You need to drop it from your vocabulary from today. Because you are too smart for that. As a matter of fact, if you keep on helping it, you can die before your time. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse number 10. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 10. Ready? Read. Do not say, why were the former days better than days? For you do not inquire wisely concerning days. And that's why you look at all the good old days. When we first got to Lagos in 1973. What was good about carrying portmanteau on your head and be asking for who gets avenue? <laughs> the good old days. When you could get to Yaba in the dead of the night. And Jesu Yibo will still serve you food. At 1 a.m. while you are reading at uh, Yaba College of Tech for exams. Good old days. When you could rent a property for 100 naira. Three bedroom flat. Good old days. You are gone. <laughs> you are not wise. You are not present into the new. You are not going to the now. You are tired, you are a broken record. Ah, Mba, you only are tired. And when I do shaka, shaka, only are Good old days. You do not inquire wisely. You and I are going to be talking of the good last days. The last runner does not run with his own button. The, 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 the cloud of witnesses in heaven. They are saying, wow, wow, wow. What a generation, what a generation, what a generation. And you are saying, oh Lord, just give me a portion of what you did to Moses. The Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 3 that what a world was passing away. And as we behold the face of the Lord as it were in the mirror, we are being changed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. 
good old days when my father's house had no window. And no rubber troubled us. Why would they trouble us? Was, was there anything inside to steal? <laughs> good old days. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, I have a job to do. Let me quickly finish on time. <laughs> Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Go into your wardrobe. You will see why new things are not flowing there. The one you bought in 1923 is still there. You understand me? You know that it's good that you are keeping it. No, it's just you can't let it go. It brings memories to you. This was the outfit I wore when we were graduating out of St. Anne's School in 1962. <laughs> Tell me the truth. Let's go and check your wardrobe. I want patatotic gun. Otikako. Because why are you still having it there? <laughs> Do you understand me? Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? You cannot know it when you cling to the old. You've gone through intimating yourself with the culture of the now church. The infrastructure that took you through where we're going. You're not going to be waiting for somebody to use toilet before you use toilet. Man, the administrative block, there are hundred toilets there. Tattoo on each floor. Do you understand me? If you like exercises, you can climb the stairs. If you don't, you wait for the lift or go on the escalator. You'll be in the sanctuary. You put in an escalator. You don't have to come there. <laughs> hey, escalator in church. Ewolelei, arambadani shewolua. Taking you through the infrastructure. We're taking you through the leadership structure today. We want to begin to feel the spiritual texture of the citadel. The spiritual texture of the now church. I said to those in the morning, the first service, that the reason you shouldn't bother yourself, to mere mortals, you may wait and be considering old, new, now. What does all this mean? To God are we serve. They are the same because he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And it's the same forever. He's not just talking about his consistency and constancy. He's talking about his perspective, how he sees things. He knows the beginning from the ending and the ways in between. Do you understand me? If you truly want to understand him, you have to read John. He was talking to the Jews. And he said to them, your father Abraham. Rejoice to see my day. And he saw it and he was glad. And he said, hold on, we know you. You are not 50 years old yet. Have you met Abraham? He said, before Abraham, I am. Before Abraham was. 
How do you, how do you want to relate with that God? He said, what you are pondering, we think, yes, you do not know that I met Abraham. I was at his tent. He cooked for me. <laughs> Give me Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 10. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10. It is important that you understand this so that you shorten the gap between your prayer requests and the answers. Stop wasting time. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will not fail. <laughs> Moses was trying to figure out the age of God one day. In Psalm 19, said, I want to know how old the ancient of days is to calculate it. He said, before the mountains were brought forth, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. How old is God? From everlasting to everlasting. It simply means from eternal past to eternal present to eternal future. It's constant. It's the same. You know yesterday, you know today, you know forever. This is a one continual day. Until the day dawn and the morning star rises in your heart. So that you know that the moment you have prayed, the answer has been sent forth. There may be a prince of Persia trying to hinder you. And because of your limitations, and you say, why are these things delayed? It's a delay. It means delay. I love Ezekiel chapter 12. It says, no more postponement. I speak my word and I fulfill it. No more postponement. That is the season we are in. I like to say what I shared in Dubai recently uh, during the celebration of uh, Madame Jokes Apart. I'm going to preach that message, I, pre- I, I promise you. One Sunday will be a dedicated service to jokes apart. Because when you hear a joker, it's not a joke. <laughs> Our family has been so kind to me. You saw me coming out to dance with them. Don't be angry that I don't dance with you. You have not been kind to me. So you deserve what you get. I don't dance with everybody. My dance is expensive. Because I dance in the Holy Ghost. Do you understand me? <laughs> They've been very, very kind to me. She will camp my entire family every Christmas. I will get home. I will not find them. Where are they? They've gone to all that. Because sometimes where they are spending Christmas. Ah. Thank you very much. I share with them that if you stay in Acts, in, in Matthew chapter 7 for the rest of your life, you'll be asking, you'll be seeking, you'll be knocking. But it's in the Bible, sir. Yes, I know. Ask and you shall. It's a promissory note. Ask and you shall. When? It's not for that. Ask and you shall receive. I wish I can show you, take you back into the Old Testament. He said, 
Noah, with you, I will make my covenant. I will make promissory note. That's the check many of you carry around. The same promises of God. I'm standing on his promises. Why is he not fulfilled? But when Noah (laughs) presented an offering before God and he smelled a soothing aroma, he said, now I make my covenant with you, not I will. There's a difference between chapter 6 and chapter 9. Go study it and underline it well. So let's come back to ask you shall receive. Seek you shall find. Knock you shall be open unto you. That's one level. He had just started teaching them on the mountain top. Blessed are the massive for they shall. He was training them and he got to seven and said, Do not judge any man. With the judgment you judge, you shall be judged. Ask, you shall receive. Seek, you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened unto you. Is it wrong to ask? No. Is everyone that asks, have you received? Everyone that seeks, finds. Have you found? To everyone that knocks the door, it is open. Is it open to you? The reason you are knocking at the door over and over and praying for open doors is because you don't know the door. I am the door. It will be a crazy man. You know, anytime I'm going there, I do not have a single key to any office in this Akilo Road for 30 years. I will not have a single key at the citadel, not one. Not the key to my office. Why do I need to carry keys? Others carry it. When I want to enter, they open. If you have the key, will you be knocking? Did he not say, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom? When they caught the revelation of who he is. Who do men say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, you're entitled to the key now. You don't need to knock anymore. I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you set loose on earth shall be set loose in heaven. And you keep on knocking and knocking and see if that is the only, only dimension that we have. Rather than asking for the keys, you are just praying and praying and praying. We are believing God. We are trusting God. It's going to be all right. Your future will be great. Talk sufficient for today is the evil thereof. Leave tomorrow out of this business. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> Have you not read before you call? Why you are here speaking? So what, what dimension do you want to operate in? To be asking, doing vigilant, doing vigilant, a prayer warrior. Oh, she prayer warrior, prayer warrior. I worry, don't die, I'm a warrior. Orishi, we remet a We realize you know, Lenny and we're only who who it have gone bad here. Wow, we're a asylum. Go check it out. Got the man. You think by shaking God, then we say kilo shall let. 
If you have the keys, you open the door. If you know you belong to a dimension before I call, if I give you test, I don't share my testimonies because you will not believe them. They will look like fairy tale. In him, and to him who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, there is no distance in the spirit. Moses says, show me your glory. He said, you can't see me because only dead men can see me. I will hide you in the cleft of the rock. I will let you see my behind. And on Transfiguration Mountain said, Moses, you wanted to see my glory. Here it is. You couldn't see it then. You can see it now. Your request is being fulfilled. Or why did he bring him to Mount Transfiguration? He was fulfilling the request. The delay was not from him. The delay is from us. The delay is from us. It's not from him. So I don't want you to go now and classify old, classify new, and classify now. I want you to carry the values that you have learned here into here and begin to operate in the now. Can I hear amen? Amen. As the now church, we are going to operate in three distinctive ways. Three distinctive ways. And I want to spend quality time explaining one of those ways today. The rest will be next Sunday when I do the, the phenomenal growth of this church. What's about to hit the planet. We don't even understand it yet. I'm so glad that children are catching on. Young adults are catching on. Because everything God will do through them, ours will look like size play. Because it gets better in subsequent generations. As a now church, we'll operate in three distinctive ways. Number one, We'll operate as a church in the community. Say that with me, church. church. In the community. I can't hear you. I cannot hear you. The day is coming when they ask you, are you a Christian? Your answer will be, ask my neighbor. Your answer will not be, attend Lateran Assembly. I've been there. I've done apostolic training school. I went through these and three that. I'm now in the missionary force. Your answer will be, ask my neighbor. Because I live among them and they can see the clear evidence of a believer in my life. Ten men shall hold the skirt of him who is a Jew and say, show us your God. My uncle is 97 today. He lives in Ibadan. And he said to me, I understand you are going to start a new series of services. He said, yes. He said, we will start when you arrive. So when I drop this microphone, I'm on my way to Ibadan. And I'm coming back to Lagos to sleep because I'm on my way to Abuja tomorrow. How do you want to cover Ibadan? I'll take a private jet from Lagos to Ibadan, 17 minutes. The cars that will drive me to my uncle's place are waiting for me from another pastor. 
I'll finish here in two hours. I'll come back to Lagos and then go and rest for tomorrow. Hello. It's called the Now Church. You want me to finish two services, teach missionary first, and then can bust no more to go out to me, but more to The church and the community, we need to understand what is community. When we say community, it's so messy. The church in the community includes when we gather like this in the sanctuary to hear the word of God, to learn, to study the Bible, to praise, to worship God. This is the community of believers, the community of faith. But it must not end here. We must carry the values and not live like submarines from Monday to Saturday and show up again for Sunday aspirin. Oh, doctor, what, what do they give them? Sunday, Sunday, what is it? I recognize you. You think I don't know you, sir? <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, what is it? Daraprim. No, we live this life everywhere. Everywhere we go. <laughs> I remember in 2011, we had the BOT of, of, uh, <laughs> the BOT of the then CPC. What's CPC now? Congress for Progressive Change. Okay. I thought it's Catalyst for Positive Change. <laughs> and we were, they were like, I said, no, 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 don't say that. This is what the Bible says. They just were looking at me. Alaji, Alaja, General. I said, the Bible says this is the way to go. And General said, let's follow pastor's counsel. End of story. The way to go. I live this life everywhere. You know who I am before you meet me. I'm not going to live one way here and live another way. No, 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 no. Compromise. Oh, multi-compromise, Richard. Oh, I need to tell you that. It was 1978. I remember clearly like yesterday, 1978. I came to greet MKO at home. He was carrying his Samsonite bag, smelling beautifully in his Aramis perfume. Uh, and his mom is a bro, ocean, then in lateral. Kinema, for instance, and it opened that Samsung. He gave me 1,500 naira. Scripts notes. Smelling clean. 1,500. So I decided to say, thank you, sir. I said, ah, thank you, sir. I said, no, no, don't do that. You only do that for God. Are you not a Muslim? I said, hey. <laughs> are you not a Muslim? <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I could not tell him I was not a Muslim. <laughs> so that he doesn't say, <laughs> bring back my money. But in 1993, and I prophesied here that NZP will fail, NRC will lose, be cut off and swallowed up. The military will fall, verdict 93, our God reigns. When the whole thing was going south, he sent his secretary to me and said, what is God saying? I said, you ask him too. I told you not to go. What has changed? Now. Is it now the same Peter that said he never met Jesus before? 
He swore that he never met him. Don't get me into trouble. He denied him three times. He called crew. The man wept bitterly. And when he rose from the dead, he said, tell my disciples to meet me and tell Peter also. He had him on his mind that he was dying. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, you read your Bible and say, now you judge. Whether we should obey God or man. That's in our church. If you are intimate with God, you cannot be intimidated by any man. You must live within the sanctuary. And you must live within the community. This is why this church has what we call church in the house centers. So that you can reach out in your community and people will know who you are. You will bind the word on the front light of your eyes and arm and everywhere. I'm not talking of stickers on your cars. I'm talking of a lifestyle evangelism. That your word is dependable. This is why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, is that for verse number 7, help me, is that a 6 or 7? You are the salt of the earth. Quickly, check that for me. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You can find it. 5 what? 5 one, three. Thank you. Matthew 5.13. You are the salt of the... Does it surprise you that he put salt before light? There is always a period of anonymity in the life of every man when you will not be known. There may be 10,000 doctors, 5,000 doctors, 100 doctors in this room. I recognize only one. Because the day I slumped, he took care of me. I've not seen him since then. I don't think our paths have crossed anymore. Before that day, he had come to my house with his uh, in-law. They had visited our house because we are kind of related. A lot of us are bridge breeders. Do you understand me? And we took them around our house. Then I slumped. Tell your neighbor, he's a human being too. (laughs) And he was about getting home that day. And they said, a VIP, tell your neighbor, if you don't know, you will know. But a VIP is in the hospital. Mention, he ran back. And when I came to myself, I looked at him. I said, you have been in my house, now I am in your house. <laughs> Do you understand? How many doctors are here today? If you're a medical doctor, lift up your hand. Only one that I know. Okay, the rest have gone. See, how are you going to distinguish yourself from the park? You have to be salt first before you can be light. There must be a period you are walking, nobody knows who you are. It's a period of anonymity in the life of any man. And when you are faithful in that which is least, then God will entrust you with much. People will see the citadel tomorrow and say, wow, they will not know it took 30 years to stay in the same position. That's salt. When you have paid your dues as a salt of the earth, because when salt is walking, it's not seen. If you like 
instant recognition, like instant coffee, then you, you, you hardly, you will never become light. Because you will just shine and cause blindness to people. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Do you think the earth and the world are the same thing? <laughs> As a salt of the earth, you are redeeming the damage that the earth has been subjected to because the whole earth is groaning waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God because the earth is in the grip of corruption. But the world is a system of the world. When you show up, you bring light into those areas. Have you noticed that when you enter, people are cracking dirty jokes, they just change the subject. But if you are one of them, you are just going to join them. <laughs> Nobody will change any subject. You say, what are you saying? You say, ah, Must your life be our dakeri keri like Lot? Lot went to warn his sons-in-law. Danger is coming. This place will be burned. He said, hey, he's a joker. He has come like he normally does. When you, when you become a joker, when everything about your life is casual, you become a casualty. Do you understand me? When you're so casual about life, you're not serious about anything. Who's going to take you serious tomorrow? Church in the community, the most difficult church to pastor is the church at home. Because they see your weaknesses. They know you. They know you can get to church and say, praise the Lord. And your children, I would have If you're not salt, you don't become light. It's after you have scaled the salt process, the light process, that you become a city that is set on a hill. That cannot be hidden. At the Lateran Assembly, the church in the community comprising of when we gather like this, or when we are in a different church in the house centers, where we are reaching out to our community without fanfare or noise, but the way we live in the community. That's the center of church growth. That's where we grow. That's where we influence others. It's not difficult to influence those who are close to you. You have a barber. You have a hairstylist, uh, hairdresser, and they call it, that's an aquai bomb. Uh, now they call it hairstylist, um, stylist, hairdresser. Uh, the hairdresser is old. Enter into now. Uh, they don't call them Obioma anymore, they're now fashion designer. Uh-huh. <laughs> When you live in a community and you are well respected, you don't need to send your children abroad. But when you are wicked, you have to send them far away from you because they cannot live when you die. Are you with me? The sanctuary is a big ocean liner. It's large enough to know, to serve you, but it's not small enough to know you. It is a lifeboat attached to such an ocean liner that is small enough to know you. That's why the caring, the sharing, and this ministry is at the church in the house center. If anybody needs help and grant help me, we need to see who your house pastor is because they are the sheep keepers. Or else people will take advantage of us and will become what they call welfare center. Let me quickly go to the second aspect of our function as church 
in the city. This is where I want to spend quality time today. Somebody say church in the city. I can hear you. I cannot hear you. The city church is different from the church in the community. These are the big operators in the corporate world. These are saints in the marketplace carrying the values of God's kingdom without compromise into the marketplace. Tell your neighbor, jobs are not scarce. Only faithful men are rare. Jobs are not scarce. Jobs every day. They are looking for faithful men who they can trust with everything. Eliezer was a, a trustworthy steward that his master Abraham left everything in his hand without caring. In fact, committed and entrusted into his hand future succession. Joseph was so trusted by Potiphar. There was nothing in that house that was not in his hand. Who is going to commit anything to your hands when you are unfaithful, when you say good money and they are checking their wristwatch at it's past 6 p.m.? Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's Word. This message will continue in a subsequent episode. I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye for now.